Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said this before. Is great. I want to build a Spotify yeah. playlist around this song. You know? Oh my gosh! I wonder the Discover Show me Weekly. Similar. It's just all <laughs> creepy German folk music. And it doesn't get less creepy the longer it plays either. No, it's, no, it it, creepier. It, it's it, the same static, like monastic creepy, <laughs> all the way across the board. Well, then let's just get started. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Good. I am your host Courtney Henderson. We are here for another episode of Man in the High Castle. We are here to do episode four, Revelation. Revelations. And, as always, I have two very handsome co-hosts. Oh, Why, thank so, you. Huh. She called us lovely well, last time. I That's did. Nice. I missed that. flattering. Am I well, lovely as awesome? No, you're handsome. I'll, See? I'll, but you got but both. I got lovely. Yeah, I'm, I got lovely I'm just handsome. handsome. That's fine. Who are I'll, you guys? I'll, I'll be vapid. That's fine. <laughs> my name is Keith W. Black. You can find me all over the internet at Keith W. Black. And my name is Taylor Bolt. You can find me on Twitter at Taybolt. That's T-A-Y-B-O-L-D-T. Or on Instagram at T-Bolt, also B-O-L-D-T. Thank you. T-Bolt sounds like a superhero. Right? <laughs> T-Bolt. <laughs> it really does. I think it started as like a username way back in like AIM days or something yeah. like that. I was like, this it is happens. cool. And then now it's Mine, just it was embarrassing, way. so I switched. Wait, what was yeah. it? What was it? Uh, it was now. Music Diva 9. Diva. I'll, and it I was get the diva, diva, it was E-E-V-A. Uh, that's Ooh. how you know it's real diva. Yeah, it's because, true diva. Well, because it was like... If you just spell it diva, that's like so. Well, that's what do they call it today? Yeah. Basic. Speaking, of, <laughs> so speaking basic. of divas, I think that Juliana in this episode was a little bit of a diva. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little dramatic. The that. thing I have to say first off, and I really wanted to say it last week because I had already watched episode mm-hmm. four. Yeah, we had we had some trouble last week. We both seen episode four, and we were here with Zach, who, who had, had not. not seen it. And so I was trying not to spoil stuff for Zach and in turn or the not, watchers yeah, for any of you all yeah. out there. Although, from some of the comments I've seen from our, our viewers, they've seen all of it and no, they just okay. want more yeah. of us. That's so. true. Okay. okay, we're just trying to catch so, up. So, yes, yes. So, but I really liked how um, episode four literally picked up exactly where episode three left. Oh, like yeah. the, the moment I mean, after. yes. I mean, it w- it could have just been one continuous scene. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. You know, like with yeah, a commercial break or something. Yeah. I, I really liked that um you know i'm definitely not a fan of like the previously on type yeah. crap so sure. for me it was just like continued. right well i mean it's like we know exactly what what's going on and it just got us right back into the action just instantly hooked again like the intensity just took you right back 
there, well, that's, which that's I like. About like an effective cliffhanger is mm-hmm. you can there's you don't need a segue, you don't need to right. get people back into it. You just play Edelweiss one more time and then pick up right where you <laughs> left off. Yeah. they probably shot it in the same day too, or you know the same at least. And I mean, days. There we go. <laughs> and it's, it speaks accolades to the show in itself and the storytelling, the abilities of it. If you can mm-hmm. choose a scene and halfway through that scene, pause it down, you know, you're going to want more. You're going to come back. Like, in the next yeah. week, just pick it right up. Like, they're not going to have to build. They're not going to have to produce uh, previously on. They're not going to have to rehype it up where you're coming into a new scene. Like, oh, let's get back. Yeah. Let's leave them wanting more for the five minutes in the episode. We'll get back to that scene. They right. just, they know it's good enough where we stop down right now. The binge watching fan is just going to be like, yeah, next up, let's <laughs> well, do that's this. The thing. Yeah, it's like it's a part of the binge watching environment where you don't necessarily need the previously on right. and next episode, like the little like I flash mean, forward uh, deal. Yeah. We're still only in episode four, so of course there's not really a need for previously on yet. I mean, a lot of shows don't start doing that until they're several seasons yeah. in. But sure. I just even still, a lot of shows still give you. They'll, they'll take it back 30 seconds or, you know, like they'll replay the end scene. Yeah. I, I like that they didn't do that. They just kind of picked up where they left off. Yeah, it was well um, done. I thought it was good. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Got us in there. So, yeah, so that was was kind of my first thing. Uh, and we, we see, we find Juliana in a rather, uh, shall we say, tense situation <laughs> immediately. Um, yes. <laughs> she is um, just trying to escape the marshal. And Joe is having a little bit of trouble finding her, ends up finding her. Uh, the, my biggest thing here was like, I, I sort of knew when the, when the scene started, like, okay, they're not going to die. Like, Juliana's not going to die here. Like, Joe's not going to die here. But, and I think that there are reasons for this that make themselves known a little bit later on. Perhaps, maybe, you could you could argue for them at least. But why didn't they kill the marshal when Joe knocked him out? Yeah. Like, first of all, he, he knocked him thing. out. He knocked him out. He yeah. hit him in the back of the head. And it apparently was enough to make him go unconscious, right. but not enough to actually do any, like, brain trauma. <laughs> <laughs> it, he's a perfect hitter. Yeah, he was just, he was just the exact. I guess maybe he's trained in, in baseball bats or something, but he hits him exactly the right way and then doesn't finish the job. They still are, like, trying to run away. So what, I don't know, What I'm speculating why. Is there a reason that he needs to stay alive, or was this just... Sort of like that horror filmy like oversight where you incapacitate the villain, yeah. but then don't do anything about it, even though there's a I, perfectly good shotgun sitting I right there on the floor. I think it's because they want to keep their option open mm-hmm. for him to be in the show longer. Yeah, from because a production standpoint, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and and, and coming from um, a production and acting background, mm-hmm. I hate. I hate having to just use the excuse. Look, well, it's a movie or it's a TV show. You know, right. like, it's just the way that it is because yeah, it's but- not real life. But you know, because it is meant to emulate real life. But um, but that's the only thing I can think. Be- and I say that because in the episode we don't see a lot of the marshal beyond that. It kind of like we moves really on, you know. That's and true, so yeah. so. I can only think there- it gives us no reason to think that he's going to be in the next episode or the next mm. episode, like. But episode the, three the made it yeah. very clear that in episode four he He's would be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like 
maybe it was a recurring role, maybe his his part is done, but they want the option of being able to bring him back. I have I, a feeling he's going to come back, or they or they would have killed him. But for me, it's just I, I get the um, from the production standpoint of like, mm-hmm. okay, we don't want to kill off this character right now. Totally, totally respectable. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. It's it's then how do you find? And there might be something that's just revealed later. I think that there's a good opportunity <laughs> for something. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from a non like from a story standpoint, uh, the only thing I could think because you know with Joe, of course, we're trying to figure out like what side he's really on right now because mm-hmm. we know the side he came from, and so if the marshal is also Nazi related. Ah, uh, yes, yes. You know, Joe knows that. What? It's, it's one, or, or knows he might be. Right. And therefore, it's kind of like, I need to get, I need to protect myself or us and, and be safe. But I, you know, he's well, still kind of potentially one of us. Right. Well, I think that he indiscriminately, you know, rules in that, in that realm out there. He's kind of going about as well. I don't think that he would really have that weight behind him had he not had the knowing the backing of the Nazi party behind him because that's I, I what like gives him his luster. Yeah, well, we we do learn, we've already learned that he um, was somehow connected to that SDH mm-hmm. and that they killed uh, on the bridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we know that he has some affiliation with at least a Nazi agent in that capacity. And then Joe, or Joe, um, you know, tries to to get him to to back off or, of Juliana essentially yeah. by by pulling the Nazi spy, the Nazi <laughs> agent status. So, I mean, he I think assumes for sure that that's going to work for whatever right. reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it, and that's whether that's like his just his clout as being a Nazi agent, or like, hey, we're on the same team. Don't mess with my uh, don't mess with my target. You know, but uh, either way, it's it is interesting when you look at it as like a tactical choice by Joe. To, because my first thing as a viewer is is that same like you know when you watch when you watch like a slasher you're just like they're down kill them like kill them now like it's your, it's your yeah. one shot like, I mean or I mean maybe he thought he was dead I mean um, I mean that's kind of a naive but I'm just saying well, feel, if you're gonna shoot hmm. that scene and he's gonna come up and do the typical hitting somebody back in the head with a two by four and they're not gonna actually do the pause moment we're gonna give that close up shot of Joe standing looking at the body because that would be an accomplishment for them they've been pursued by this person that would have been a feat that they had overcome a danger they did overcome but they kind of just moved past it so well and they acted like they still had to hurry and he was really the only Mm -hmm. thing pressing them to hurry from what we could gather was so it was like okay let's get out of here before he comes to is sort of how it felt but so maybe for Joe that explains why he wouldn't want to uh, actually, like deliver the final blow. Well, but why wouldn't Juliana? Why wouldn't Juliana at least be like, "Hey, can we?" You know, there's we- <laughs> like an adrenaline and a shock. I mean, and I think survival mode is also kind of like we have a chance to get away. If I yeah. try to hit him, if I stick around, who, he could come back. You know, he could mm-hmm. regain consciousness. There's there's so many uncertainties of okay. staying. I mean, and it's one of those where. I don't know. I, uh, you also have to be, you know, a murderer willing to be a murderer. And not to say that their sure. lives aren't in danger and that it wouldn't be self-defense and that almost any one of us, because of, you know, human nature and mm-hmm. survival mode, wouldn't try to kill right. or, you know, if, it's, it's if put in the situation to save your own life, you have to kill, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's all easier said than done, I think, sure. is I, what I, I'm I getting can, at. I can accept that. Like, they just wouldn't want to just take a human life sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, there, is, there is sort of this righteous nobility, especially to, to Juliana's character. Joe's, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen him kill 
uh, before, sort of indiscriminately. Mm. I mean, the very first episode, one of the first things he does is kill uh, a Nazi mm. just just because to endear himself, I guess, mm-hmm. to the people that are about to be captured. It didn't really seem like there was a huge point other than that than that he wanted to get away. And I think also proving, yeah. trying to you know prove his story, right. his backstory, and like, oh, I wouldn't kill a Nazi agent if I was a Nazi, but. Well, if they remember the Nazis, you know, look I'm at looking, them pawns. I'm, I'm looking back at that scene, and, and to me, it's like those the resistance guys that he's with. Um, he, he Are you talking a, about in episode one? Episode one. Okay. Like, just to harken back to that really quick, the resistance guys that he's like just met up with, who he's taking, you know, the, the truck and they're yeah, for the film. I'm not just a punk. Yeah. yeah. He. Um, he at that point he knows the Nazis are, are going to take them all. He yeah. doesn't. Need... Do you think he does know that? Because that, that was my yeah, thought. That I, just came to mind. I, yeah, I think he I knows. Think he's got to. I think he. I mean, yeah, because I mean the, that guy fell directly into open group and Führer's open over group and Führer. I could say it last week. Yeah, <laughs> over group and Führer's hands. So I think that that was definitely part of the same operation. But we also hear. Mr. OBF, uh, that's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> John Smith. <laughs> yeah, John Smith. Uh, we also hear the Fuhrer talk about um, how everybody's kind of got their own, uh, what's the word I'm going to look at? Like missions or yeah. kind of, well, like yeah, they're, they're only, own yeah, like, it, this is not something that they like all sit down and have like a staff meeting sure. about and everybody <laughs> knows everybody's role. Well, yeah. It's like, you're talking you about... do what you're told, you know, yeah. it's on a need to know basis. Right. You're, you're talking about in reference to the agent that they killed on the bridge. Yeah, but he's a different department is what I know. I mean, when they agent. went in in episode one and like shot up the whole place he just got the keys from to go drive the truck away right. did he know they were coming in after yeah, yeah think so? I, okay. feel, I feel like he had to because Obergroup and Fuhrer sent him and Obergroup and Fuhrer presumably sent the others because he had direct jurisdiction over the prisoners like when they captured the resistance leader it went right back to Obergroup and Fuhrer and he's the one who orchestrated getting Joe in there right so I think that he definitely orchestrated that it whole thing it was one mission right yeah. that was one okay. mission but let's let, I just wondered let, your opinions on that I, yeah. I, I well, feel let's go back that's to episode four, since we're talking sure. about murder, well, and I let's... To, what I wanted to say in regards to that is Joe decides to kill a Nazi, right? He decides to kill a Nazi when he doesn't necessarily have to. Like, there's not necessarily a reason that he needs to, but he decides. But there to kill might that be. Nazi. I mean, because how many people in the resist, or how many people, how many people know that Joe is is Joe and that he wasn't part of the resistance? You mean like who he is as a person okay. separate? Yeah, from the I'm Nazi saying party. like, yeah. do the Nazis know who Joe is? I don't or think the regular. I don't think a day to day. Exactly. Like, so he yeah. may have just been enlisted man does def- defending himself. That's yeah. that's quite possible. But it doesn't just, matter. We got to go back to episode mm-hmm. four. I just feel like there's something that that we're starting to see seed into Joe's character that we was sort of maybe foreshadowed at there, where there is sort of this underladen desire to kill. Nazis, like maybe, like he's not. Oh, I see what you're even, saying. Even deeper than what we're learning from before him about he realized being a Nazi it. Agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was like like in his subconscious. Exactly. Okay. Like, or okay. Before he I'll realized buy that. it, or maybe before he's revealing it. Maybe we still don't know it yet as the viewers. Right. That he's actually that he that he didn't necessarily have to kill that Nazi, but he wanted to, and he did because he could. You know what I right, mean? Right. Without getting caught. Without getting per caught. Se. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Well, that well that'll time Sorry. will tell. Yeah, this was a flashback. So moment, episode but. four <laughs> revelations. Um. Let's talk about Frank and his gun <laughs> and what he's going to do with this gun. I mean, he... I mean, I think the first thing that we see about Frank is this is the first episode where he's actually taking a strong stance towards something greater than himself. Yep. He is now... I'm, I'm adamantly, I'm getting a gun. Like, that's... And he coincidentally yep. makes replica guns, so that's... I mean, that just kind of <laughs> yeah, lines up really, really easily. 
and he very convenient. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming what he adds the firing pan or some mechanism because they're yeah. supposed to be hyper realistic. And just his push towards, no, this is what I'm going to do. I've lost my family. I've lost everything. And I don't think that it's Juliana that's motivating it. I don't think it's anything but pure vengeance. And I still don't think that he's fully swayed into the mm. with the mission and the resistance. I think that his goal is selfish it's personal. at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I I don't I don't know that I agree that Juliana is in some in somewhat a motivation. Uh, but I definitely agree that he is not on anyone's side but his own. Mm-hmm. For sure. He's doing what he needs to do. And his poor little buddy Ed, I believe is his name, <laughs> Ed, yeah. from yeah. the replica <laughs> warehouse, <laughs> just can't catch a break with him. Well, oh. Ed's a very loyal friend. Mm-hmm. It's probably, he's too loyal for his own good, especially when, you know, we start to see Frank's intentions uh, as being not necessarily the most noble or or noble, depending on, you know, what side well, you're on, and, I guess. And that's the interesting thing about it, because I, I really liked his insight or reasoning in the sense that if I just go kill the cop that mm-hmm. took Laura and her kids from me, mm-hmm. then you know, they're just gonna throw another guy in the spot. It's not It's not doing anything. Yeah. He's not just trying to get, like, an eye for an eye. He's saying, I want this whole thing to go away. I don't want killing Jews to be a thing people can just do. You know? Which is a reasonable... Right. (laughs) So... So well, I mean, if, I think if you look at history, like any sort of big political assassin has had that sort of that same revelation in one way or another. You know, it's it's. Who about, are you trying to uh, like compare him to? Right well, now? I, I think I think I think well, anyone. And I'm not saying I'm not saying it in any way endears him. I just mean that um, when he's killing someone who, because I mean, we we as, as the audience have met the prince, right? And the mm-hmm. prince is mm-hmm. pretty cool in my books. Like he's, yeah. you know, I mean, he's the he's the leader of an empire, so like there's that. But he has uh, a heart for his people, unlike any of the other characters in power that we've seen. Right. He seems to at least, right? Um, but that doesn't matter. Uh, Frank Frank wants to kill um, wants to kill the prince because it represents the the system to him. I mean the same well, thing like Brutus and Caesar, but doesn't John Wilkes Booth? Any whether of that. he likes it or not, doesn't the prince kind of represent the system? Well, he does. I mean, he, but I think he's a naive version. I think like just his entire desire to his being Frank. Uh, no, not or, not Frank. I think Frank's decision is naive about how he's going about it. But I think the prince himself is naive for putting himself in a position where. Somebody like Frank. I'm sure there's more people out there like Frank that have the desire to attack the prince. To me, again, like we were the, you know, we were the audience. We were privy to a lot of more information than maybe any one of these characters would be individually. But it's, it seemed pretty obviously someone was going to take a shot at him. You know, like that wasn't, I wasn't really surprised. Um, It was like something bad was going to happen because it became like a loaded gun. You know what I mean? And yeah. and the prince um, wanted to go ahead. Like, he got warnings. He still wanted to go ahead with it. It was just, it's like, it's a perfect scenario for disaster. You know what I mean? Especially to have him be built up as this sort of maybe quasi-benevolent power figure. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's... Well, I'm all I'm saying is when it comes to Frank's perspective, regardless of what the prince actually believes himself and stands for and what he wants to do... In Frank's eyes, or anybody's, which is why Frank's probably not the only person mm-hmm. that wants to take a swing or a shot, all all he represents is th- what they experience. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And yeah. so Frank's experience is, they just killed my family because I couldn't tell them where my girlfriend is. I don't even... And, and I don't have any information on her. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm withholding information I have. I, I can't tell them anything, and they killed my family because we're Jewish. 
and they thought <laughs> I would tell them, you know. Yeah, and, he's killing a symbol. Right. And unfortunately for him, because we as an audience do have information, uh, what he wants and what the prince wants actually probably align far more than Frank realizes. Because mm. we see the prince talk about wanting to move towards peace. Right. And, and that's all actually of his what the, generals, the banner was. was yeah, it, it's it was, a oof. peace and happiness. Yeah, peace and happiness. Yeah. And, you know, and all of the generals, they talk about the generals um, all want a war cry. Mm-hmm. They, right. That's what they want the speech to be. So it's sort of the irony. I think what you're saying is that the irony here is that in trying to disrupt the system, he's mm-hmm. actually disrupted the the peace that there that was there. You know, right. or or maybe or maybe if you go deeper than that, he is part of the. Even though okay, he even though he didn't actually do anything, we we learn uh, at the at the end of the episode, he um, is undermining sort of the the tentative peace mm-hmm. between the Japanese states and the Great Reich, uh, and, and maybe in a way. That could lead to the undoing of the Japanese states, which was his initial intention. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think, especially when we're talking about uh, relation to his family, the, 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 they're having Jewish heritage and that mm-hmm. being an issue. I don't think that that's a better alternative in any way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? Oh, to, right. Yeah. yeah. If the power well, shifts to the Great Reich, then that's you're going to be in the same situation. I would say worse. I more, yeah, absolutely with worse. A more I mean, active because I mean historically force. in. Uh, our reality, mm-hmm. or in the alternate reality that sure. is the show, uh, it, it wasn't the Japanese that decided that Jewish people should die in the masses. Right. First. No, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was not them. So for him to think that that would be kind of the way out um, or, or the way to change, I think, was got, a little bit nice. He's got it, yeah. tunnel vision in, in, oh, in what's driving him. Ob- I mean, he's obviously not thinking rationally. I mean, if you're shot at and you're still like, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm still okay. going to do this. That's, you're looking I, suspicious I lo- as I can be. Yeah. Like you're, throwing it com- you're throwing yourself yeah. away. At the end? Yeah, no, I just love to talk about the fact that Frank, okay, we can say whatever we want about him, but dude took, takes a bullet in the arm, <laughs> right? Takes a full mm-hmm. bullet in the arm. I mean, he's like, I, I assume that it like missed the bone or else that would have just splintered and but right. like he manages to just kind of go about his business at that point with a bullet in the arm yeah and i mean when you go into shock i feel like you that's would... probably why he could, well, could yeah yeah is but, the shock because the shock is what keeps the pain adrenaline i would say and shock sure what but kind shock, of... shock doesn't last you know the rest of the day shock lasts as long as as your hormones are in that state but i mean to me, it's like you get shaky, right? You get, you get. I mean, I've you know. And he held the gun with that arm, because when he pulled was holding the gun, right. there was blood dripping down his right. hand. So you get shot in the arm, and you're like, "No, nah, this is symbolism. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to use this hand." You're like, "Dude, just left hand. It'll still probably be pretty accurate. Yeah. You know, at least I mean, this no, way." No, <laughs> it would not be anywhere near as accurate. But as a shot in arm. Well, yeah, I mean, I, no, I think that oh, having a like, shot, no, having a wounded arm, is not going to be nearly as accurate. I mean, the but reality do, of like him the in any way being able to shoot him under those circumstances <laughs> like it's not gonna happen just right. going in the crowd i'm gonna get i mean this. i don't yeah. know if you have any experience shooting guns um yeah. i, I, I do no not in a crowd no cool. i mean in the proper you know target yeah. shooting at, you yeah. know with both hands and yeah. no distractions yeah. it's still really hard yeah you're good for when, like 20 30 feet no when more. you're not you know. when you're not um trained i mean even people that practice regularly yeah. you know sure. they're not it is very hard to shoot somebody to a fatality or even hit them at all. I mean, yeah. we saw, I mean, he got shot in the arm, in the arm. Like, yeah. if his buddy's trying to, 
hold the gun. I mean, I, I don't know, know what trying to kill him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I think it just. I don't think he meant to do it. I don't think you know he was just trying to scare him. No, but, yeah, right. but it goes to show you, you know, that close holding the gun straight at him, and he still nicked his arm. Yeah, right. Like then that's it. Yeah, I just think that if he's going to get shot, he's still going to try to use that arm to hold the gun. To assassinate somebody. Like, he's so driven to assassinate this guy. He gets shot yeah. in the arm, and his thing is, I'm not going to put it in the hand that hasn't been shot. I'm going to hold it in the arm that is wounded. And it's, yeah. I mean, I couldn't even like, you're lifting your arm, I, you've I been shot in your exactly. arm. Exactly. Like, well, but that the, goes the back to, like, the neck or something. I mean, yeah. I don't think it well, no, got it was, it was, it was, I mean, if we look at the wound, it's not, like, a nick. So, I mean, well, it, clearly, it clearly missed the bone, or else he wouldn't be able to, like, lift the arm the way that he did. I, what I, okay, so... All the logistics of he actually being able to fire. He also didn't lift the gun fire. like crazy high. Well, he would need to, yeah. but he didn't actually get around to it. That, but, uh, <laughs> that darn kid. As we like, that's what I'm saying. So, like that for no, but I mean, but it also may have been some of that other stuff too, where like maybe he physically couldn't do it. Maybe he morally couldn't do yeah, it. You know, sure. I mean, because he's well, he looking does, he at this little kid. Have, he does decide not to. Yeah, learn, I mean, he, yeah. yeah, yeah. He definitely decided not to before he knew somebody else was going to take yeah, a shot, right. you know, or, or somebody else took a shot. Like, he had already decided no. And I think that the kid played a little bit into that, but I think the kid was just a reminder of kind of, like, what's really at stake and yeah, kind of... I, I agree. You know what yeah. I mean? More than it was like, I can't let this this kid see me kill a man. Like, Not I don't everyone's think it, an enemy. Right, yeah, right. It was like the youth. It was the innocence. Yeah. It was the innocence of that still sort of existed. Uh, I think under the the guise of this tenuous piece, you know, it's yeah. sort of like not, you know, whether or not Frank actually could think this sort of macro in the moment, I don't know. But it's like if the prince dies, all of a sudden stuff's going to go down. Like yeah. innocent people, this kid perhaps, or others, many others right. like him, all of a sudden are at risk. And in his sort of blind rage, it's easy for Frank to forget that. But then when he's faced with it, and this kid sort of goes, "Huh, what's that? Is that a gun?" and like looks up at him, uh, I, you know, it's it's becomes a emotionally relevant for right. him at that point in a different way. And um, I, I mean, I'd like to make a slight prediction if we can do a prediction on because there's no basis of who shot this guy. Two shots right. in a crowd exactly. from a distance mm-hmm. and there was not not a hint. There were no cutaways, no shots. I went back and scrolled through and see if the camera focused sure. on there's anybody. Well, let's we'll save, there, save it. We'll go back to predictions. <laughs> there were two shooters. I want to talk about, before we go to predictions, I want to talk about um, going back to Juliana mm-hmm. and Joe and Lem, mm-hmm. they go to his house. Yes. Yeah, I mean... And, I mean, first of all, they get the one guy that I called Albino last week. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I didn't know I, how else to describe I, yeah, yeah. him, no, I'm, unfortunately. I'm, I believe... Because uh, he's not, but he just... Is, he's, is, he, is, is he not? I mean, I don't think so. I thought that's what they called him. Did they, uh, did they not call I thought they referred to him as the Albino at one point yeah, in the oh, show. I'm, I'm under the impression, uh, and I, you know, I should probably fact check this, but I was under the impression that the, it was an actor with albinism, which yeah. I thought was, which I thought was very cool. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we should look that, we should look into yeah. that because I would love to know actually, not, you know, not just, and um, he, judging by appearance. He risked himself as well. Yeah. Right. I, I, for, he with no, with no benefit. Like for him, well, what's I mean, he going to gain? He's still from, alive. So, you know, who knows what role he ends up playing or who he sure. ends up yeah. being, and I, you I know, later on. Come back for sure. So, so they go to Lem and, they they work it out mm-hmm. that they're gonna go up to meet the man in the high castle yeah. to give him the film because right. apparently Lem's the contact for Trudy uh, and he passes the films on Lem passes the films on to the man in the high mm-hmm. castle and I I, mean, I love Lem 
I think that I, I think as the first look into Resistance well, I Leader, I did that's... love Lem. I'll <laughs> yeah. put it that way. Well, I, I still did. Kinda... You guys see that coming? Uh, Wait, which aspect? Uh, when he takes them up there and they like turn around, and he's got like ten guys around him, all shooting like holding guns. I don't necessarily. No, I loved it. I, I can't say that I saw it coming. What I what I the thought that I did have is now that these films are there. Mm-hmm. Why do they have to take them directly to the man in the high castle? Like that was my thing, where I was like, shouldn't shouldn't they just take the films? You know, which is ultimately what mm-hmm. happened. But in the moment in that scene, no, that was a surprise for me, and it was pretty a pretty good cool. Surprise. Yeah. I as liked soon as, it. As soon as Joe realizes like he's not coming, which is like the the lights flickered, and I was like, no, what's yeah. gonna happen? Uh, and then we see Lim and his buddies uh, turn around and draw guns on. Because well, we already know that it's been it's been potentially foreshadowed, right. you know, uh, that Joe could die um, because of his talk with um, the Fuhrer. Yeah, right. and that's the first so time he actually, kind of, uh, you know, John Smith showed and his that's true relation. Where he got the like very specific directive mm. to leave the film in the car or the truck. And to be basically willing to kill or be killed or both, right? You know, um, for uh, on for the the man in the high castle. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, his the Fuhrer is willing to give up Joe <laughs> to also get the man in the high castle, right? Which so, is a gamble. And and all Juliana wants is some freaking answers. <laughs> yeah, she's, you know, like she's, she's not. I, she's the, the most more I watch this, this, she's actually not even really part of the resistance. Yeah, no. She just has a lot of questions, <laughs> and I feel like in episode five that becomes even clearer. Right. You know, um, that she's just really looking for answers, um, which I thought was in, interesting. And um, I, I feel like Joe is too. I think I think that the thing is with Joe is his his motives are still not clear. Like we right. still don't really know. Right. Uh, so he's very conflicted, and he's almost exposed. And then he told, I mean, and so as we know, you know, he was told not to bring the film and he does and it saves his life. It saves his life and he, but he gives over the film, which misobeys his directive. So now we're kind of like, what's going to happen for Joe? Well, I think the timing of that is essential because we've seen that he has been wavering. Every time he talks to John Mm -hmm. Smith, he wavers and the Heil Hitlers became more delayed at the the end of the phone calls. The conversations had more time in between them when they actually touched faith him. He's getting a little bit, yeah, he's getting a little more free. And then when they have the conversation where he's, Talking to John, and John says, "Well, look, if you see the man in the castle at the expense of your own life, you need to kill him." And like that's so, he had this relation to this man because he knew his father knew him. He, he doesn't really—you could tell that he didn't really know his father very well because he mentioned mm-hmm. that in episode three, I think. Yeah, they didn't really know his father very well. So this is the only guy that he has a relation to. And this guy just said, "Well, you could, if you, you could know, die you're, exp- I'm you're okay expendable. With that. Yeah, you're expendable <laughs> right. to me." So now that I, for me, I was like, that just broke his. That one bond, that shred of bond that he had with to over, yeah, Heil Hitler yeah, kind of to, thing, yeah, to the uh, to the, uh, the system. And now his yeah. now his a focus and you know the side of the war he's on is Juliana, and that's he he shifted. Mm-hmm. He's no resistance nor Nazi. Mm-hmm. He is Juliana is his focus, and keeping her safe is his focus. Well, and- I, I I don't disagree. I feel like there's more twists and turns to be had uh, in Joe's journey for sure. But yeah, I think that that was sort of the first time at which. It was just on a really fundamental basis, like, oh, he's not just going to be uh, sort mm-hmm. of this um, poster child so for Nazis. When I went to watch episode five, uh, I I was on episode four, you know, on my Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, and it actually says in the you know um, episode description something about Joe's falling for Juliana, mm-hmm. and yeah. I thought that was interesting because we talked about it in predictions last week, but we saw, I mean, you can kind of see that there's like sort of a chemistry and no, totally like will they or won't they or are they or aren't they, you know, <laughs> you know and. and because they never get close to kissing or any any of that, but there's right. just sort of this like 
tension, you know? <laughs> oh, there's tension. And, yeah, and, and it's one be. of those things where it's interesting to me because they I feel like it's so subtle in the episode for them to have said that as like an outright this is what's happening in the episode yeah, was right. really a kind of a shock to me. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I found it interesting, interesting because to me it makes sense and I actually feel like after reading that I was like, okay, there's actually less tension than I thought. It's more just him falling for her mm-hmm. and he's making all of these because she's just like so focused on her sister I think she's kind of like tunnel visioned in yeah. uh, which is why I also think she's not even part of the resistance she's just kind of like Frank like she's out for herself um, just her motives and what she's looking for is a very different thing than what Frank is looking for and, and you know. she's already hurt Frank at, by focusing so much on herself right. and her family at what cost? Like you and saw she what that did to Frank's yet. family. Yeah, she but it, know. she's being detrimental in her wake because of how ignorant she is in this world. Like you, you were in an occupied country. This is not somewhere that you can just be free spirited and go about your own agenda. That's what the term occupation means. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's no longer your you answer to a government yeah. power. And so Lamel, I think that's his full name, Lem, yeah. Washington. He's another po- the first powerful person of resistance. So it's nice to see that contrast because he's smart, driven. He knew that Joe was uh, Goose Stepper, mm-hmm. as he called him, from when he's in that cafe because that's why he never made contact with him because he saw him and he knew what had happened back in the town in episode one. And he's like, no, you're the only- Dante's don't mess up. And so it's nice to see that strong resistance leader to parallel yeah. John Smith. Yeah. It's interesting because I'm I'm anxious to see how sh- powerful he actually is in the resistance, and I wonder like when we'll actually get to see some of that, like how um, mm-hmm. how much yes. clout he actually carries. Because I can't well, tell and how, how much big just, it really uh, is or isn't. Right. Well, we know that there's we don't know how. To me, it's it's not necessarily. I want to know how big it is, but I also want to know how interconnected it is. Because well, that's like, what I mean. Yeah, like, B- like see, big as in one big web versus right. like organization. Like does the man in the spots. high castle actually have some sort of organized resistance mm-hmm. strategy or is this just like Yeah, militia so, everywhere yeah, here and there. Just, like for example, like the the attack in the previous episode on Overgroup and Fuhrer's mm-hmm. life uh, in New York, mm-hmm. like, is that something instigated by the man in the high castle, or is that a group of guys who because they're to still hold some checking? Guns? They're still checking into the breach. Yeah, and they, and they still, they still they don't know no, where that's coming from. And it seems like they sort of concluded the their concluded their search mm-hmm. and didn't find anyone. And Oprah Group and Fuhrer was just like, well, "That's not an option." Like, yeah, like we like, we have to keep that. figuring this yeah, out. But there's cost. no plan of action forward. Which right. I also we didn't. I totally forgot to talk about uh, with the marshal because they didn't kill him. Right, they didn't. Yeah, so. Um, I just in checking my notes, they um, staged Juliana's death mm-hmm. for him to right. find. Yeah. Right, right, right. And so maybe that's why they didn't kill him. Like they knew that he would come after them, and they that's a good point, wanted to solidify the to, death. You know what I mean? But right. but then also knowing that if the marshal's dead, somebody's going to come looking for him, and then looking for them. You know, so if they keep him alive, but make it kind of look like. I don't know. He needs to be off the trail for them because right. she's not on his cards. Well, because mm-hmm. you can also um, report back. Like he, he especially if he's going to get in touch with. Because that actually is a good reason. If you if you look at like why Joe might have uh, decided to reveal himself as mm-hmm. a Nazi agent and and give Obergroup and Fuhrer Smith's name is so that the marshal could report back and, and sort of say that this mm-hmm. girl died. You know, sort of. Well, the, exactly. Say, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. So it saves Joe's life because he knows that the marshal and him are ultimately working for the same guys. Right. You know? Right. And then um, if the marshal's dead, somebody's going to come looking for him and then come looking for, you know, who did it yeah. and all of that. Right. Whereas this way, like, the trail's clean. You know, if the marshal goes and asks the Fuhrer about Joe, it's going to check out. Mm-hmm. And when he goes hunting after the girl... 
it checks out. She's dead. You know, they made it very clear kind of a thing. When in reality, they're both now just on to the next. And the Fuhrer doesn't know anything about this Juliana girl. Yeah. Or the Trudy girl, right? Well, maybe he knows about Trudy just because of the resistance stuff. But, you know, so, um, but I just, I saw my notes and I just wanted to go back to that because I think maybe that's why they kept the Marshal alive. It could be, um, yeah. But also, I, that's nuts. I mean, the, the, you know, you think about just how everything had to come together and going and getting the body out of yeah. the cave and all of that so that it looked real and, like, there was a person in the car. Yeah, and they did it pretty right. pretty darn quick. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, right? really we staged quick, yeah. a murder in, like, in, under in a half, hour and a half. Exactly. Like, in yes, the length of time it took, uh, In the length of time it took the marshal to wake back up. Yeah. Right. The blow to the head. Don't you think that Juliana should be a little concerned as to why Joe is so good at this? He's like, oh, we're going to stage a murder. We're going to get a car down there. We're going to hijack that thing. We're going to drive down the road, burn it, and grab that body. <laughs> Okay. She's, she's so Boom. easy going. She's like, yeah. She's like, that's great. That great. Yeah, wow, this guy. This guy's a like, go-getter. <laughs> I, you know, I think I'm falling for him. Yeah. <laughs> now we know why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would be smitten. I'm like, wow, this yeah, guy saved me. We haven't seen Frank stage a murder like that yet. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, Step it up, Frank. All we see Frank do is, like, go see Juliana's mom. Right. I oh, mean, yeah. what a good guy, though, right? He's going to go visit the mom. That's important, Yeah, that is crucial. Well, let's go on to predictions. That sounds good. Let's go on to predictions. I would like to predict on the on the shooter. Let's get our little we're flow going. Like a light show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, I just love the light it's show. Just the prediction gods will smite oh. you for <laughs> trying to start without them. <laughs> I I just want to really go into who sh- fired the shots, two shots into the chest of the prince, and in my mind, who has the most to gain from this would be the Nazis. Yeah, I think that the Nazis orchestrated it from a really mm-hmm. high level, and they had the prince shot because he was the only sense of, you know, objection to the let's have a war cry, let's fully keep this in a battlement, and instead it's he's the one sense of no, we can have peace, and so I think total Nazi move, easiest thing for them to do if they take the prince out, it's going to get a, a cry of safety that they need protection. If the prince can be shot, then anybody can be shot. Mm-hmm. Right. More soldiers, more reason for occupation. Yeah. Just fits in my mind. I'm, I'm wondering, God, I really wonder how many people knew that this was going to happen because I feel like this is more of a conspiracy. I feel like there's there's more. Really, characters. you don't mm-hmm. think it's an individual? I you think uh, that this yeah. is. I, I mean, obviously, like an individual made the you know sure. did the dirty work, but unless there were two shooters, yeah. <laughs> Which, Which is another prediction. Well, and it's you know how many how many people maybe had a gun and just like that was the first one to take to to make the shot because we know that Frank had the gun and didn't mm-hmm. didn't actually take the shot. Um, I think that <laughs> two separate guys. Yeah, just, <laughs> everyone just kind of oh and like, they see each other in the crowd. Like, oh hey Joe. Oh what's up? How you doing? Uh, how's the wife? Um, I think that the killing the prince is a conspiracy. I think that um, the Nazis, or at least some sort of Nazi organization, is involved. I don't think it's just an individual. Um, I also would like to predict that uh, the marshal doesn't think Juliana's dead. Uh-huh. Um, just, just it seems to doesn't think. Okay, like doesn't think that she's dead. Just See, because my prediction would be that he that he f- discovers that she's not. You know that that, that something tips him off to look again. Yeah. That's, that's a very likely possibility, I think, but for me, it's 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 for it's really how far I suspend my disbelief because for me, if I'm the marshal and I see uh you know what's I think a man's body, mm-hmm. but like you see like It's the woman that was tortured in the cave. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you see a body in a car, right? To me, it's like why is this car so conveniently ablaze right now? It's not really an already it's, char. It's yeah. It's, like, if hmm. someone wraps a car around the tree, it, around a tree, it doesn't just then combust and then burn. It looked like a gas fire. It 
might have yeah. back you know? then, though. Yeah. It might have. That's the thing. I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. But like, I, no, I mean, I'm not trying cars. to. Right. I mean, and and I think you are obviously onto something as well. But yeah. I also think. I mean, it, again, you like you did this in what, like an hour, yeah. or you know what I mean? Sure. Probably so less. it's not like yeah. they had all this gas. It's not like <laughs> they had all this time to get resources. I mean, I feel like almost all the time that they had had to go towards like getting the body. Sure. Um, and, but but I, I do like the prediction that that storyline isn't over. Yeah. No, I definitely think that storyline's not over, and I think that we're going to see the Mars. I, I think that we're going to see the Marshall. Um, I think. I'd like to predict that we're going to see him not just uh, not just in Cannon mm-hmm. City. I have, I have a, the Marshall. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay, I have a feeling he's gonna he's gonna um, either maybe he's still on Juliana's trail or, or something else is going on. Well, there. speaking of capturing, like capturing Juliana, I think that the uh, Japanese are going to capture Frank because of the uh, list that he had to write his name down when he got the antique bullets. Because uh, where are you right. gonna where are you gonna get oh bullets gosh, so often? Yes. Right? And that guy wrote his name down and for a lot on himself. Yes. Well, what's interesting? I'm wondering. Or if he's gonna get turned in? Sure. I think that he might get By turned in. Mm-hmm. I'm interested because those are a very specific type of bullet, as mm-hmm. we find out in the episode. Yeah, he only could buy three. Yeah. yeah, he can only buy three. But it's also like, what are the chances that the bullet that killed the prince is that same kind of bullet? <gasps> unless that guy had more. Yeah. Well, unless that guy had more. That guy's like, just selling bullets that, off that day. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> I what thought was that kind of gun? That kind of gun was specific. Was like a Colt. He said he only had three bullets. Oh, okay. I, like, right. he bought all the bullets that he could. Yeah. Right. It was my understanding but for I just, the gun. I feel like that might be another reason why Frank, if he does get caught, maybe gets off the hook, is because they can look and then they say, like, oh, well, these are this kind of bullet. This is, like, this caliber for this gun. Mm-hmm. Right. But the, the, the bullets that killed the prince or... Are not. Yeah, there's some this other yeah. caliber of bullet. Uh, it's so, got to be a third strike for him, though. So I'm yeah. going to predict. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to predict. Bullets, last prediction, and then and then we'll move on. Last prediction. I'm going to predict that uh, just to kind of play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. uh, that it was an inside job oh, okay. because he does want peace, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they don't want peace, and so they need to get somebody to be the symbol that stands for, and is going to either just be a puppet and do what they say or has the same belief that they do to move into war uh, to try to go into war against the Reich and the nat- mm-hmm. the natural zone mm-hmm. the neutral zone versus um, yeah that it was an inside job because they're really the only ones that know he's going to go say peace yeah absolutely you know yeah the Nazis and Japanese so just throwing that out there <laughs> just throwing that out there okay. yeah. um, and I guess any last like thoughts or remarks yeah, I mean, the final thought I have to see is we really got into the assassination. We got into what was happening, but we didn't really discuss what was happening behind the assassination with Rudolph and Rudolph uh, Tagomi with there's, the microfilm. There's something going on there. Yeah, Rudolph mm-hmm. has some sort of uh, plans. Yes. I saw like a molecular mm-hmm. diagram on this microfilm that mm-hmm. he wasn't able to get into the pocket of his contact. Yeah. He's trying to get this film mm-hmm. into the pocket of this guy, and he wasn't able to do it because the assassination interrupted it. I have a feeling that uh, one more prediction. Just in in the spirit of predictions, I think Tagomi knows who took the shots. I don't I don't necessarily think that he um, is part of that conspiracy, but I think that he knows who is. Yeah. If, if he's not, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I think that he knows. Well, yeah, he's the trade minister, right? I don't think so. that he was entirely surprised. Well, my final thought on the overall Tagomi Rudolph is just that I like the symbolism and how much of an over arc film has. In, the, mm-hmm. in this in this oh, that is true. universe, yes. realm, very interesting. Where microfilm, a film role, like the cinema, like everything they're doing is around footage, video, it's press, well, and nobody knows what happens. It's nothing. Even after he got shot, Juliana's nobody's aware immediately of what yeah. happened. People are like, "What's going on? Why is everything? Like, why is the city shut?" And that goes to show the time of 
um, like the time the book mm-hmm. was written, the, just the time in the world um, yeah. that this takes place. And the power of media, power of press is right. just incredible. Because this is, this is, um, especially now, because they didn't have it like yeah. we do now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like the, the, the entire, like, um, sort of, I guess, blossoming of, of the media never really happened. In, in this context because I mean you talk about like when you get in this, especially like like ad age sort of stuff where it becomes like the 1960s 1970s was a huge growth of advertisement media and- well that's what I'm saying yeah they didn't have that which I think is why this films because like people don't really know what films are they don't right. really ha- like they, they don't even propaganda. have TVs yet, you have. know what I mean like yeah. they're watching these on projectors and anyway yeah mm. Very cool. So, Very cool. Well, that is a good observation too. There are no TVs. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't think they're around yet. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, I think well, it's just radio. They were so. watching. No. They were. Uh, Joe was in his hotel room watching the game show. That, Name, that what's is our, true. What's our game? Like, what's our favorite game? It was Dragnet. I think is what oh, I said. Oh, was, uh, I take it back. But like yeah. Frank doesn't have a TV. Yeah. You know, there's not like oh, yeah, it's not like them. yeah. TVs are still. It's it's right at that point in time TV? where TVs. I'm gonna have to are, go back and, and look at that. Yeah. That's great. Actually. Okay. Well, I definitely remember seeing something about the Prince. On, on a TV yeah. somewhere. Either it was like a TV store or something. I feel like I remember okay. seeing like old time. I'm going to have to go back and check. Because this, this is about that time, right? Yeah, this sort of yeah, Oh, I guess 50. 50 yeah, 60s. this is 50. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. black and white. Okay. It's not, Fair enough. Fair you know, enough. No, no, no LG. No. Fair enough. Yeah, they're, still Fair enough. they're still waiting. They're still waiting on Well, <laughs> thank you guys for joining no me problem. as always. We are so excited to do the show. So um, have a great night. Where can we find you one last time? You can find me all over the internet at Keith W. Black. And if you want to discuss further, go ahead and write in the comments and all that. We'll get back to you. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Tbolt or on Instagram at Tbolt. Thank you guys very much. And uh, shoot, me, shoot me a tweet and let me know what you think uh, of this episode. Can't wait to come back for more. Thank you guys Thanks, so man. much. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 